0: Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters, Incorporated. Snack Master. Snack Master. You'll be snacking with the Snack Master. Snack Master. Snack Master. Hello and welcome to Snack Masters Incorporated. I'm Dooner here with the Snap P Dresser.
1: MSG. Did you see what I did there? I did, man. I'm, I'm never. I, I'm, I'm always amazed at how you come up with these. That's that's fantastic.
0: Well, dude, today's today's was easy because we're going to be doing snap. Key crisps. I love these things. My kids love these things. But before we get into those, it kind of broaches an interesting topic of all of the new, I guess, items and materials. I know we talked about flavors on the last episode, all the new flavors that have been out, out there. And that's a theme. But it's not just flavors that have been there. It, you know, now it's not it used to just be corn chips. And then you had you know, cheese balls and you had potato chips. But that was the entire universe of snacks in the, the 80s, right? And then you had crackers and cracker variants.
1: Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I guess maybe our lives have become so mundane that we need to just start branching out or I, I don't know. They've come up with these different ingredients now and I'm I'm astounded. It's like kind of hit me all of a sudden now that I've started doing the show. I've got some rice crackers here in front of me. I've got these uh, things, ground up peas that they form into the pea shape. I even picked up some, you know, some that we'll talk about in a little bit here, some unusual stuff. But yeah, it seems like they've taken just about anything and tried to make it into a chip there's pasta chips now somebody gave us some of those for you know in a christmas basket pasta chips pasta chips are those good they're okay i mean they're made out of wheat flour so i think they're more like a cracker
0: yeah i've seen those at the grocery store i haven't gotten them yet
1: yeah they're not This wild departure or whatever i think they just try to kind of make them unique but they're They're not all that unusual, but it's just weird to me that they're making pasta-flavored chips. It's weird.
0: Yeah, we've had such a backlog of snacks that we still had a a blow through in my pantry that I didn't want to get those yet and just have them sit there because sometimes then they end up getting eaten in my house before we even have time to do them on air or even have time to do an Instagram review. So I've been sitting on those. And another reason is they just don't seem that appealing to me. But, you know, when you notice, the big driver really behind all these different compositions of snacks has has been to fulfill dietary needs that have gone mainstream it, it started with the fat free era when when people were demonizing fat and to come up with new things for that and then when you see gluten free you have to use different types of uh, bases for your things instead of just the the corn or the wheat mm. there's also you know in, in an effort to increase protein in snacks or vegan snacks using cheese substitutes all those kind of things they've really opened up the world of of snacking to make some really interesting sources and things that you wouldn't necessarily would would taste that great as the i don't know i guess the carrier the layer what do you call it
1: the the body of the the chip or the snack itself the vehicle in which the flavor is delivered i yeah I, I never even thought of that i never considered that it was because of the uh food allergies and the dietary restrictions i just thought people you know these companies were getting wacky but yeah that makes sense
0: they had an excess of of they had an excess of lentil beans or peas (laughs) lying around
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know (laughs) maybe the the lentil the the uh the green pea lobbyists finally broke through in in congress and (laughs)
0: I don't know. Do you have a favorite of one of these, I guess, new or alternate types of snacks?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Not really. I mean, I'm an old meat and potatoes kind of guy. I like the, the kettle chips. Uh, I'm, I am live in Idaho, so I obviously know, I'm partial to potato. Know, <laughs> baby, potatoes ain't the only thing that they grow. Hell no. Uh, I'm, I live in Idaho, so obviously I'm partial to potato. So, no, I haven't. This is all new to me. I don't have food allergies. I haven't had a reason to go out and seek out alternatives to uh, to the standard. I mean, I've tried a couple here and there, but no, I mean, some of them have just been passable, but I'm never going to replace, you know, potato chips in my pantry for, for, you rice crackers or something. Yeah, what about yourself? You got uh, something that's... Sticks out your mind here.
0: Well, it's interesting so you mentioned right. rice crackers because that, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, if you did want an alter an alternative snack, you could go in the Asian food aisle or the foods of the world aisle. And rice crackers have always been a thing in Asian culture. But I'm not a huge fan of the, the rice crackers. But one thing that my wife has been getting for quite a while, they're not the harvest snaps, but there's I think they're called inner peas from Trader Joe's. And she's always, she's always like those, you know, for me. And we're, we're actually going to review these. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to step on the lead here. Those are pretty good. But the one, the the other one I'm going to review is the lentil bean tomato basil ones. And I like that quite a bit. That's one of my favorite of these, these alternate snacks. There's a company right now that is making tortilla chips out of crickets. Sound good? I don't know. And actually, I believe that that company is Boston based as well, a startup here. And they too may have been on uh, my favorite show, the Shark Tank. Fan review time. We've got a review from Aubriana out of Pittsburgh. Listener review. And thank God she did because these things look disgusting. They are chompers, seaweed. I don't even know what you call these. They're a chip and they look like they have some seaweed rolled in the middle. I'll post a graphic of these on the Instagram, Instagram.com slash snackmasters, Inc. These are jalapeno flavored. Let's roll to the review. So today we are reviewing the Champa's, Product of Nature Snack. They have a Funyun kind of texture to them, kind of spongy. Um, There's seaweed on the inside, and they're very spicy, which I like. Not too sure about the overpowering seaweed flavor, but at the same time, they're still very addictive. As it says, strangely addictive, which is true. I would give them a six
1: out of ten. You've been snacking with the...
0: (laughs) And there they were, looking like a bugle after a shipwreck. Seaweed-filled chips. If you'd like to submit a review to Snackmasters Inc., feel free to do so at snackmastersinc at gmail.com. We'd love to be snacking with the... All right, and on to our reviews today. The snacks we're going to do today is we have, I think, the whole product line of Harvest Snaps here.
1: I have the lightly salted original. You said that you have the Caesar snap pea crisps? I did. I saw these next to the plain ones. I thought, hey, we're doing harvest snaps. I'm going to grab these because they're unusual and uh, give them a shot.
0: And I got the harvest snaps lentil bean tomato basil ones. I've had these numerous times. I love these. These to me are a little bit better than the pea ones. But let's go over these. Since I have the original, we'll start with with those. They are harvest snaps snap pea crisps. Original green pea crisps. Baked, lightly salted, 50% less fat. Uh... Oh, compared to potato chips, I was like 50% fat, less fat than what? <laughs> uh, good source of fiber, low sodium. They're made by a company called Calbee, C-A-L-B-E-E. I think they may be Australian. No, I do. No. 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 <laughs> They're gluten-free. They are non-GMO. A bag here is 3.3 uh, ounces. There's three and a half servings in here, although if you bring this to the couch, there's a good chance it won't be coming back. These servings are relatively generous. You get 22 pieces, 120 calories, five grams of fat, 16 carbs, five grams of protein. They're made out of green peas, vegetable oil, some rice, some salt, a small preservative vitamin C. They are... uh they're good. You know, these, these are one of the snacks that my infant... Well, he's, I guess he's not an infant anymore. He just turned one. He likes these a lot. And they're easy for him to eat. They don't get messy. I'm going to bite into one right now. See what we got doing. Yeah. You know, so there's a bit of a crunch here. There's plenty of chew going on within this Snap Pea Crisp. This is one of those flavors that, as I mentioned, if you bring them back to the couch, it can be dangerous because, you know, the first one, you're like, yeah, Okay. That really builds up and you, you know, they get kind of addictive and you just want to pop more and more of these in your mouth. They remind me of a healthier version of handicap fries. I don't know if you've ever had handicap fries. That's right. He does like the hot fries and the cheddar fries, which I love a lot too. So this is a similar kind of snack. It's shaped the same, similar composition, similar chew factor. The one thing about these I would say is that if you don't like peas... You're not going to like these because because there's a strong pea flavor here. And it overrides any of the other seasoning. As it says, it's lightly salted. So now that it's really resting its laurels upon a uh, a dried pea crunch. But I find these very, very snackable. I would give them a 7.5 out of 10.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah, and I think this may be the first time I did actually a simultaneous crunch with uh, with you. So we were, we were crunch buddies there. And that, you know, is the little 12-year-old in me that kind of laughed when you talked about the yummy pea flavor. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember buying these a, a few years ago, seeing them on the shelf doing it, that You know, harvest snaps and looking at the front of the bag. I actually thought they were like dried, kind of dehydrated peas. And I like eating snap peas, just raw. You know, I buy the bag at Costco and I'll chow on those as a snack. But I thought that's what they were. So I was a little bit thrown off when I opened them up and saw that they were just kind of ground up peas and uh, shaped as as a pea with flavor on them. That being said, I, I haven't I haven't revisited them. I wasn't you know overly blown away by them. But I, I did pick up these Caesar flavored ones, and actually I'm not disappointed. I'm Sharing them with uh, my dog right now. She's uh, she's really going to town on them. She she loves watching the show or being an audience here because she knows she gets little snacks while I'm eating. They're actually pretty good. They're a bold flavor, a lot bolder than I thought. A lot of times I think I'm afraid that the, these sort of things are going to be tame and not really you know overpowering. These aren't overwhelming flavor, but yeah, you can definitely taste the garlic. They're they're good and salty, not like licking a, a salt lick, but you can definitely again taste the garlic, which is part of the the Caesar the flavor. They've got blue cheese solids in there that you can definitely get a hint of that. Vinegar you can that, that comes out, Parmesan cheese, mustard. Yeah. yeah and I'd, I'd say they did a really good job with the, with the flavor on this. I'd call them a six. I'm definitely not going to throw out my potato chips and run to grab these off the shelf, but um, I'm, I don't regret my purchase and I'll definitely finish the bag. They're pretty good.
0: So as I mentioned during my review of the, because yours is a pea-based one too, does the Caesar flavor, what's the flavor balance? Does the Caesar override the pea flavor? Do they play in concert with another? How does that go?
1: Yeah, so I think it's part of just the amount of the seasoning on the outside that you you definitely get the Caesar flavor at first, and then it transitions into a a pea flavor, which I don't hate. I'm not a huge fan of cooked peas. I like the raw peas, and I'd say this is more of a kind of a cooked pea flavor, but it's okay. It definitely comes out in the the back half of the snack, if that makes sense. The initial bite is the seasoning, and then you get kind of into the pea flavor, which is, you know, not
0: horrible i got another one of these as i mentioned we did the i think that's their whole product line is these lightly salted the caesar and then what i have here from harvest snaps is not a pea-based one it's a lentil bean based one these are flavored lentil bean crisps baked also by harvest snaps by calby tomato basil 40 percent less fat good source of fiber less sodium again that's compared to regular potato chips these are gluten-free i'm noticing though interesting enough, these are not non-gmo so I guess they had to source GMO or gen- genetically mod- modified lentil beans. So keep that, keep that in mind if you only buy non-GMO stuff. This particular product does not advertise that like its brother does, and that may trick somebody. Like the other one, there's actually three servings in, in this. Instead of three and a half, you get 24 pieces, 120 calories, six grams of fat, 15 carbs, five grams of protein. Ingredients on here look like it's just lentil beans, some vegetable oil, vinegar powder, a number of other different seasonings. And these are lentil, and lentil is legume. Legume, right? That's how you say it. Legume. Legume. And let me take a bite out of these. These are, these are shaped very similar, and they look even more like the handicap fries because they're a, a deep, like, burnt orangish red color. They have seasoning on them, so more so than the green pea ones. So when you handle these, you're going you're gonna to have to wash your hands afterwards or wipe them on your pants. <laughs> See what the crunch factor is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I've had the lentil bean tomato, crisps many a times. They're by far my favorite in this category. I've been there, done that, kept on coming. <laughs> these come together in a brilliant tapestry of legume woven on the spindle and the loom. If Stilskin visited me, I would give my firstborn son to have some more tomato basil harvest snaps. <laughs> Just kidding, Snackmaster Jr. No, I wouldn't. But these are good. These are uh, all these uh, alternative harvest snap snacks, and... Because maybe I don't like pee that much. (laughs) These really do it for me. These are like, they're, they're really high up there. They're like a nine for me. They're deadly. They're dangerous. I usually count out a serving instead of bringing the bag to the couch because this thing is returning empty if I do. And I'm looking for more. What's really nice about the flavor, too, is instead of an overriding bean flavor or a mushiness of bean as, as you know, I don't know. When I heard bean initially, that's kind of what I think of like a mushy bean or a refried bean or a kidney bean, which I like. But chips are the opposite. You want chips to be crunchy. Well, these are very crunchy. I'm happy to report. But the tomato basil flavor, it's like a I don't know, it almost tastes like dipping a cracker in, in soup or something, except without without the dampness and the moistness and the wetness you'd get of that cracker sucking it up. Have you had the tomato basil one or any lentil bean based snacks?
1: No, I can't say that I have. Again, this is kind of a new world for me, the alternative to uh, potato chips and corn chips and stuff. So I haven't I haven't seen them. But if you recommend them, I'll definitely try them.
0: Yeah, no, if you uh if you kind of like the Harvest Snaps the pea ones and you dipped your toe in that water but thought they were just okay, I highly recommend these lentil bean ones. I think that for what they're trying to do with the the flavors here, the consistency, the taste, and all, it just translates a little bit better to the tomato basil. I hope that they take the lentil bean and maybe try another you know a few different flavors added to it because I think the only one they have right now is this tomato basil. These are a mainstay though in our cupboard. I love getting these. I share them with the kids. They're uh, they're good. It's interesting though. Not that we only buy non GMO stuff. We're not that hung up on that. We will when we can. But I didn't notice that there was that discrepancy between the lightly salted snappy crisps and the tomato basil. Look on your Caesar bag. Does that one say non-GMO? It would be in the bottom left corner, like on my lightly salted bag.
1: No, I've got, uh, it says gluten-free. No, but it does not say non-GMO anywhere on the bag, so you're
0: right. All right, so heed that. I guess if you are looking for these harvest snaps and you're used to the lightly salted being non-GMO, just be wary that the Caesar ones and the tomato basil ones do not share that distinction.
1: Kind of along the lines of what we talked about here, unusual snacks and stuff, I I looked purposely for something unusual and went to the uh, organic aisle at the grocery store. And I bought these uh, Simple Truth brand exotic vegetable chips. And uh, you can tell just by looking at the bag that there's something different about it. They are not made out of potatoes. They're actually made out of uh, sweet potato, taro, batata, and parsnip, which I don't know what taro and batata was i didn't research it and stuff but when you open the bag here they look a lot like regular kettle chips they're very dry looking they're not oily looking and there's a variety of i I put a picture up there there's a variety of different colors here there's kind of a sweet potato looking one a really deep red one and then one that really stands out to me it's white and it's got like purple flecks in it that must be the parsnip or something like that but and i just ate that one um i'll tell you what Oh, real quick, toilet tape here. So with this, you get about 16 chips, which is an ounce, 160 calories, 10 grams of fat, 16 grams of carbs, three of sugar, and two of protein. So I think most of that's uh, based on the oil that it's they're fried in or whatever they used to bake it. But yeah, I, you know, I, I'm skept, I was skeptical. Uh, again, I, I usually stick with the norm, the potato chips, corn chips, things like that. But... These are actually pretty freaking good. It's got a little hint of different flavor. It is a lot, a lot like a potato chip. but There's almost a kind of a sweetness that you get from the sweet potato. It's actually surprisingly enough a sweetness that's associated with a parsnip too. They're good and crunchy. They're not oily like uh you know how that there's kind of a sheen on the on the kettle chip. Uh, these are more of a like a matte finish if you will. I'm I'm sharing them with my dog. She's going to town on them. She's absolutely loves them. They're lightly salted. They're definitely a lot less salty. I feel pretty good about eating these, whether or not they're more, you know, have more nutrients or vitamins or whatever. I'm not sure, but I'm actually shocked at how good they are. I, would, I, I didn't expect that you know and, and the fact that they're good for you and you know all that stuff they weren't overly expensive I think I spent uh, maybe two fifty for the bag and it's a decent sized bag I'd try these again maybe experiment with some dips with them I think they're very dippable they're not an overwhelming flavor
0: I was just going to ask you that I was just going to ask you that if you would if you would pair these with a dip when I think of a vegetable cracker I guess I'm kind of thinking about I mean a vegetable chip I'm thinking about I don't know vegetables with with dip out. It seems like a natural pairing with maybe a ranch or a French onion dip, something to that effect. Yeah, I think
1: it'd go really well because it, there, it wouldn't be a competitive flavor. I think uh, again, you, you're not getting a lot of the salt that you would from another ship. Some tzatziki. Yeah, why not? Um, and I think do you like tzatziki? I do. I love it. Now, there's there's really not a lot that could go wrong with these, just because again, there's not going to be a competitive flavor. Yeah, these are. I, I'm I'm overwhelmed by these. I'm definitely going to finish this bag. Good thick chip and a lot of crunch, not a lot of salt and a really good flavor.
0: What would you give it for a score?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'd say these are an eight. Just as a side note, one of the things that's interesting to me with the Simple Truth brand, it says free from 101 artificial preservatives and ingredients, which to me, I think most things you buy are free from a lot of the, anybody can say that. I'd like to know which artificial per- per- artificial preservatives ingredients they do have, not just the 101 that they don't.
0: Oh, yeah, that's an interesting marketing point. <laughs> yeah. So my nephew, he was by, he gave me a box of these bunny fruit snacks from my homegrown homegirl Annie's. <laughs>
1: attention, <laughs> attention. Ladies and gentlemen, attention. There is a herd of killer rabbits headed this way, and we desperately need your help.
0: We've done a ton of our products, and he was begging for me to do a review of these because he knows I've done plenty of fruit snacks, and he uh, didn't understand why we hadn't gotten Annie's Homegrown Organic Bunny Fruit Snacks. These are grapes galore, natural grape flavor, certified organic, 5 pouches in the box. These are uh, non-GMO, USDA organic, made with goodness. No artificial flavors, synthetic colors or preservatives, not just not 101. So, I guess this runs the gamut. No high-fructose corn syrup, made with the real fruit juice. And these have uh, these have a bunny cut out on the bag where you can see the actual bunny fruit snacks themselves on there. Got the rabbit of approval on here that the kids love and one pouch on here there's five per box like i said you got one pouch 70 calories 17 carbohydrates 11 grams of sugar ah so compared to other fruit snacks not that bad a little lower than the rest certainly much better than the uh fruit roll-ups that we did a few episodes ago but let's see how they hold up let's try some of these bunnies for snack master dill Mm. so this this white one i'm eating i think is a white grape and this red one i imagine would maybe be a red grape let's see if they taste any different yeah, I mean they taste about the same as a lot of fruit snacks do, but they're pretty good. They have a nice they have a nice flavor to them. They have a nice texture to them. They have a uh, they have a decent amount of chew, a decent amount of gummy factor. They have a decent amount of spring when you're chewing on them. I'm a fan of the Annie's brand, Annie's Homegrown. They seem to uh, you know, they have great distribution. So if you're a fan of her stuff, they seem to do it right. They stay up with the trends in terms of being organic, non-GMO. Their prices are usually relatively competitive. Again, like they're organic, usually you get like 6 to $8. Fruit roll-ups or fruit snacks in the other boxes. Here, Andy shorts you uh, packet. packet You only get five. Seems kind of typical with Andy. You got to you gotta check the scale on her when you're checking out at the register, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, these are good. As far as fruit snacks go, they want the sortified organic. I don't know if they're as good as the Transformers fruit snacks because the Transformers fruit snacks for me are like eating uh, nostalgia. But I would give these a solid eight. They're definitely a good fruit snack. I think that Snack Master Dill made a good recommendation here. Have you ever had these Annie's Homegrown Organic Fruit Snacks? I know you got the fruit snacks in your house.
1: No, I haven't. When we go, we go for uh, quantity, not quality. We buy the big, big uh, box of treetop from Costco usually when we go. So no, haven't had much of the Annie's brand.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm with Annie. You're always getting a little bit less. So you gotta Your value condition and your value proposition really has to be tied into the non-GMO and USDA organic to, to I guess, really move the needle and to really sell this one to you. We're Snackmasters Incorporated. You can find all of our episodes at com. We're also on Google Play and iTunes. If you'd like to do us a solid subscribe, rate, and review the show, we're on Instagram. Instagram is a natural extension of the show. We have all of our mini reviews on there, fo- pictures of photos of the food that we've taken, videos, Instagram.com slash Snackmasters Inc. We recently uploaded some videos and episodes to a channel we started on YouTube. That's YouTube Snackmasters Inc. on there. We're on Twitter at Snackmasters Inc. Hey. MSG, a couple of trailers just came out recently. You got The Last Jedi, which is coming out. Or actually, it's probably air when that's coming out. And uh, the new Jurassic Park trailer. Jurassic Park Fallen Empire, I think it's called. And there was also the X-Men of... What is that, Apocalypse? No, not, it's not X-Men. It's uh, Avengers... The new Avengers movie. Have you seen any of these trailers?
1: I stick with the... Uh, I keep up on the Star Wars ones. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love the series. I'm not as into it as some people, but I love Star Wars. Uh, Jurassic Park, I'm not really into. It kind of fell off early for me. And uh, no, I don't do a lot of comic movies, So I'm not going to gravitate towards those.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the comic book movies. You know, maybe with my sons around, that will will change as they get a little bit older. My son, he likes that one scene in the Captain America Civil War that involves Spider-Man. It's like a 10 minute long fight at an airport. He's big on that one, but doesn't care for the rest of the movie. I am excited for Star Wars. I'm not going to bring Snackmaster Jr. I took him to a movie during the summer. It was Cars 3 and, uh, you know, he's just a little too young for it. He wanted to leave like 20 minutes into it. But it was a good experience and it broke the ice on him. But I am going to go alone. I think I'm going to see it on the 15th opening day or the 14th. And I'm not sure exactly. I still got to go over to the theater and get my ticket. I'm excited for that. And the Jurassic Park ones, I like Jurassic World. I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing, but it, it was good enough. Good enough for a summer movie, but the new trailer is one of the worst trailers I've seen for a film of its type. It basically starts out with the cliche, like Chris Pratt's character in Bryce Dallas Howard. You know, it's four years later and they teased a romance at the end of the other movie. Now they haven't seen each other in a number of years, you know oh, what have you been up to? Who have you been dating kind of thing? They have to go back to the park yet again, just like in The Lost World to save a bunch of dinosaurs. But this time they've tied in like a, an exploding volcano. So they got the volcano trend from 90s movies like Dante's Peak and uh, the aforementioned volcano. <laughs> and they tie that in with the dinosaurs. And the trailer's basically, The whole trailer is like one scene. They sew the, uh, the T-Rex heroing out, grabbing... A carnosaur, which seems like it would be like a tense scene in the film, but they give it right away in the trailer. And then they're being chased by this exploding volcano and the volcanic fumes, which would incinerate them. But they don't because they're wearing plot armor and they all all the main characters and the dinosaurs are jumping off a cliff in this trailer. It's uh, it's it's quite bizarre. I think they did a horrible job with it. And I hope that the movie itself has more to it
1: than than what they showed in there. I probably won't find out. (laughs) Did you get your Did you get your Last Jedi tickets yet? No, I haven't. I'm gonna play that one by ear. I'm not a. I'm not gonna go elbow to elbow with people just like on uh, Black Friday. I'm gonna wait till the crowd dies down. Go see it when it's a little more uh, room in the theater, a little easier for me to enjoy with my kid.
0: Quick insert here. I did catch the Last Jedi on opening night on the 14th. Spoiler free review. I thought it was pretty good. I'm gonna give it a B or a B plus. Had some of my favorite scenes in a Star Wars movie. And some of my least favorite scenes short of the prequels. Absolutely love the development of Kylo Ren. The storyline with Luke, Rey, and Ren was fantastic. Felt like there's some wasted time with that casino scene. You know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie. A lot of vitriol towards this one by some hardcore Star Wars fans. I don't think so. I think there's plenty of merit within the movie. I think I like The Force Awakens Rogue One a little bit more. But all in all, this is a good time at the theater. I recommend it. May the Force be with you. And also with you. All right, Snackmaster Jr., take us out of here and make it snappy. What do you want for later? Uh, follow me, okay? And see what I want for later. One of those for later. What are these? A and coin. A chocolate coin? Mm-hmm. This is called gelt. That is a gelt coin. That is a gelt coin. Do you think the chocolate's good? Mm-hmm. Can you put that one in the bag for later? Well, I don't want to start a holy war here, but do you think that this chocolate tastes better than the chocolate in your advent calendar? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think this Palmer chocolate is much better. I agree. Can you put it in the bag for a day there? later? Okay, will do. Mm-hmm. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters! Snack Master Snack Masters!